Welcome to Olin, a straight shooting science-based podcast about periods, fertility, and nurturing health outside of unrealistic beauty expectations. We will mostly, but not exclusively, focus on hypothalamic amenorrhea, HA, a component of the female athlete triad and relative energy deficiency in sport. I'm Dr. Nicola Rinaldi, scientist and lead author of the book, No Period, Now What?, I specialize in helping people understand how their eating, exercise, and lifestyle habits are keeping them from hormonal health and their best life. My work focuses on regaining periods, improving fertility, and breaking free of the rules of underlying diet culture. My name is Florence Gillet. I'm a certified eating psychology coach and the founder of beyondbodyimage.com. I specialize in mental recovery, helping people let go of toxic health beliefs to finally feel at ease in their bodies at any size. Every two weeks, the All In podcast brings you real recovery stories, expert insights, and new scientific research on HA, hormonal health, and fertility, with an unmissable touch of body respect and women's empowerment. Just a reminder that this podcast represents the opinions of the hosts and their guests, The content here should not be taken as medical advice. It is for informational purposes only. And because each person is so unique, please consult your healthcare professional for any medical questions. Music by the Andy Shulman Band, available on Spotify. Hello, Nicola. How are you? I'm doing okay. Um, Life is a bit of a struggle at the moment. I... um, signed separation agreement with my husband over the summer and moved and so things are not quite settled and life has new challenges that I'm dealing with so um you know it's not all easy but um trying to move forward talking a lot with my therapist and kind of yeah just trying so how about you how are you doing I'm good and you know Kudos to you for doing all those things. These are hard things to do, but, uh, you know, you're following what's right for you. It uh, doesn't mean it's going to be easy all the time, but mm-hmm. strength to you for sure. Uh, Thank and you. you know that we appreciate you and are so grateful for everything that you do. So don't forget that when it's hard. Uh, yeah. I'm you. okay. I'm okay. I mean, um, very happy that the kids are in school. <laughs> <laughs> After a year of uh, having a child next to me 100% of the oh time, very yes. happy day back in school together. Uh, yes. So it's all good. And um, I'm very excited about today that mm-hmm. we're going to do a bit of a deep dive into the book. Yes. Uh, because I think there's a lot of stuff that people don't know about the book that we thought would be really interesting to cover and uh, the book keeps evolving also with time mm-hmm. right so it yeah. came out five years ago right i know it's amazing yeah so it felt like um important also to kind of go through the book a little bit more together so can you yes. tell us to start with a little bit more about how the book actually came about like what yes where did the idea come from how did you decide that's it I'm gonna do it Uh when did you do it because I remember your kids were still very young at the time tell us everything sure so first of all for people who are listening who may not know what the book is it's no period (laughs) now what um so I think a lot of people have heard me talk about my journey already, but one of the parts that I really loved from the beginning was when I found the Fertile Thoughts board on hypothalamic amenorrhea. So again, this was early days of the internet, really. I mean, there was no Facebook yet. And so it was just a place, um, it was a message board on fertility where people could connect with others in similar situations. And, um, a friend of mine who actually also experienced HA had pointed this out to me. I don't, I don't even remember how Tanya and I got connected. I think probably through my blog. Um, and this was a good time because I ended up on modified bed rest during my pregnancy because I was having Braxton Hicks contractions like every two to three minutes. And they were like, you can go to work, but that's pretty much all you can do. Like you need to be sitting right. and resting as much as possible. So I found this board and it's like, great. I have all this free time all of a sudden. And but hang on, you had the blog already at that time. 
Yes, I had I had started the blog um, a year or two before that because okay. at that time there was literally nothing on nothing. the internet I'm about sure. HA. God. Nothing. Um, so, you know, a few people connected with me through my blog. So I kind of started collecting people that had also that also had HA around me. Um, so the board was fantastic and it was a place where, um, you know, it's where you and I met and, yeah. you know, so many other cool, amazing people. And we just sort of, we each shared our journeys and, um, you know, I had by that time gotten my period back. And so I kind of understood a little bit more about the, you know, eating more and resting and, you know, those aspects of recovery. And so people would come on and, you know, we would all, it was just a big conversation and we would all kind of talk about our own stories. And, you know, I would offer advice, other people would offer advice, very similar to the support group that we have now. Yeah. Um, and, you know, after a while, people would say to me, you know so much, you should write a book about this. And I kind of looked around and I looked on Amazon and there were, there was, there were no books on the topic. Um, you know, there was really nothing that was, again, it was, you know, very little information that was sort of put together in a way that was easy for people to understand. And so I kind of thought to myself, well, yeah, heck, I should write a book because <laughs> I ha I do have all this knowledge that I want to share. Um, and, you know, Can so I add it something? Like a, yes, By please. that time, I mean, I had seen you interact on that board and I think it's lovely how you explain it, but actually you used to spend so much time and energy going through individual posts saying, this is what happens. This is the labs I've just done. This is, you know, the fertility uh, treatment I'm getting. It's not working. What do you think I should do? And you would take your own time and energy to go through each individual story and reply, you should try that. Have you did, you know, did you do this? La la la. And I remember all of us were like, who is this woman? <laughs> Who's like taking her own space, time and energy to, and you still know to this day, I, I'm pretty sure you know exactly when, uh, you know, this person uh, triggered ovulation and with what <laughs> dosage and it was nuts, the amount of detail that you knew and remembered. And so you were able to like say, hey, I know now you've been in your two week wait. So have you tested? Are you pregnant? Are you not pregnant? I mean, it was just nuts. The whole process was just crazy to me. So I think, yes, a lot of us and I was one of them said to you, Nicola, what you're doing is just insane. And uh, you need to go and, and use that expertise and, and put it out in the world instead of just like giving it to a few <laughs> chosen ones um, that were completely random, by the way, not chosen at all. Uh, Just happened we to find the Fertile Thoughts board. Yeah. So from this board, I realized that there is this treasure trove of information that I had at my fingertips that, yes. again, was not available to anybody else. So I spent... Um, so this was now 2012 was when I decided to go for it and write the book after having looked around, like I said, and found that there wasn't anything really available. Um, and so the first part was coming up with the surveys and designing the surveys mm -hmm. to send out to all of these amazing women I'd met through the Fertile Thoughts Board to collect this information about things like, you know, how did their HA come about, you know, yes. was there weight loss, was there stress, you know, food, exercise, you know, all of those aspects. Mm -hmm. um, what had they done to recover? What changes had they made? Um, how, mu how much weight gained? At the time, we we did focus a lot more on numbers than we do yes. these days. You know, I think we've all kind of grown in our understanding. Of, now we're woke. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, I, I, so there were three separate surveys that I ended up sending out and it was sort of, mm -hmm. there was a lot of back and forth, you know, I designed the surveys, I had some testers, you know, changed the questions in response. Um, so the one was sort of about HA and recovery. Um, the second survey was about the number of cycles it took to get pregnant. Um, you know, whether, what type of, um, 
method was used? Did you get pregnant naturally? Did you get pregnant using oral meds, injections, IVF? How long did the cycles take? When did you ovulate? Did you trigger? Did you not trigger? You know, did you change, did your weight change in between cycles? Like all of that information I collected. Um, And then the third survey was about pregnancy and postpartum. So, you know, uh, did you have your HCG tested and, you know, did that, when did you have ultrasounds and, um, you know, did you have a miscarriage? If you did, how long did it take to conceive again? How long did it take to conceive the first time? How long did it take to get your period back afterwards? So I had this enormous treasure trove of data. Um, so that took me about a year to make the survey, collect all the data and start analyzing it. Um, Then the second component was research. So looking in the scientific and medical literature for um, information that sort of backed up what I already knew, or in some in some cases, the information that I found changed my perspective on um, on different aspects of recovery. Um, mm-hmm. But I wanted to be able to support the things that I was recommending to people with actual real science and you know it wasn't just me saying this you know spouting off but it's like I spent a lot of time doing research I downloaded something like 500 research papers yeah um, so it's not just purely about HA but it's also about kind of different effects of exercise and effects of eating a certain amount and what's what the weight impact could be like that I know there's in the book like there's a ton of references that are not specifically on HA but that obviously touch on the same kind of topics and it's incredible the amount of research you must have done uh to actually get all that stuff because also a lot of it is actually behind paywalls most of the time right yeah. so, so it's I, not I was that... having I was having help from friends who were at universities <laughs> who would get me papers I went to the Harvard library and um actually photocopied um some of the research studies out of older books because wow. not everything was available online then yeah. so it was um you know going to a real library <laughs> Amazing, um, amazing. And I think the other thing I need to talk a little bit about is my co-authors. So mm-hmm. I was originally planning on doing this on my own. Um, and then when I sent out the survey, um, Stephanie Buckler responded to me saying, um, oh, you know, I've been thinking about writing a book as well. And I'm an eating disorder motivational speaker. And would you be interested in collaborating? And it's kind of like, eh, you know, I'll think about it and didn't really respond. Um, and then she emailed me again a few days later. It's like, well, I guess you're not interested. And I was like, no, no, wait. And so it's like, so tell me a little bit more about yourself. And it actually turned out that she lived in the town next door to me which I had no idea about so it's like yeah it just seemed like a match made in heaven and so um she and I started collaborating so I would um I was writing chapters and Stephanie was helping me um tone down my science a little bit because sometimes I tend to be a little you know science is my field and so you know I, I I use terms that make perfect sense to me but to a person who's not um, you know, not trained as a scientist, they don't necessarily make sense. And so Stephanie was great in that in really helping me to um, make the book accessible to yes. as many people as possible. And it is so um, accessible, so accessible. And then we were having some issues through the editing process and um Another, I was talking with a few other friends about it and they suggested, well, why don't you pull in a third person to kind of help, you know, (laughs) mitigate the, uh, you know, the stressors, shall we say? And so as I had started writing the book, um, Lisa Waddell had kind of taken over my role as the mother hen of the board. So she was, um, she's this amazing straight talking straight shooter you know she would tell it like it was she didn't sugarcoat things um and she you know she she herself had a long journey to through ha and recovery i mean she had ha for about 20 years and um found the board at one point kind of dipped her toe in was like no 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 this isn't me um then came back i think it was two years later came back to the board again Mm -hmm. and she's like okay i'm ready to do this and ended up getting her period back in about five months um 
but so we added her into the mix and it was it ended up being a really good collaboration between the three of us um so lisa really helped with um so you know she wrote she wrote her own sort of quotes a lot and yeah. you know i think some of them are really hard hitting but very on point and mm-hmm. you know like you need to think about this are you you know why are you making the choices that you're making um so and then that's how the collaboration happened. Yeah, um, I love her her little stories because you she goes through she's one of the only ones I find that you can really follow throughout the book. Mm-hmm. And uh and her style is very recognizable and yes. yeah, she definitely hits the nail on the head most of the time. So yes. Um I think it's um, great that there was more so- than one voice. Yeah. And so Lisa actually was the one who thought about the partner chapter. And so she put together a survey that she sent out to partners of all of the people on the board, um, which I think is also, you know, really helpful because I think in so many cases we worry about what is our partner going to think of us going through this process. And the overwhelming response was that partners were thrilled to have their you know to have their partner back like interacting with them enjoying food enjoying life and you know there was so much less focus on the physical aspect than we Mm -hmm. sort of have in our minds um so that was lisa's lisa's survey and chapter and i think a wonderful addition to the book Um, and i think i don't know who had the idea i've never asked you that or if it was like a collaborative effort effort as well to have all these different little testimonials throughout the book so not just put all the stories at the end or at the end of each chapter but really going through like all the little gray boxes where you put like little testimonials I think for me it made it a lot easier to um, read also because you get the science but then you get real life experience yeah at the same time as far as I remember that was something that I had come up with and I think it was because one of the best parts about the board was that support from other people and hearing other people say that happened to me too. And this is how it, you know, this is how we're the same. And, you know, so that I thought was a key aspect of the book is letting people know that they're not alone. And it's like, I can tell you all the science, but hearing from other people who are in a similar situation to you, like, you know, someone who's told by their doctor, you can't possibly have HA because you look fine. And, you know, like, hearing from other people in that same situation yeah I heard that too and no I actually wasn't fine like the way I look has nothing to do with how my body is responding to my underfueling and my exercise um so, so I thought that was I thought that was really important because yeah. um, we do feel quite lonely uh, mm-hmm. when we first realize this is what's happening to us first like most of us have never heard of hypothalamic amenorrhea maybe more these days but at the time like it was really like what the hell is that? And then it would be very surprising to me that anybody would know someone in the direct environment who mm-hmm. would have dealt with it or would be open to share about it. So there was definitely still quite a bit of stigma, I think, around maybe the menstrual cycle, maybe even more than now, you know, t- yeah. much later, yes. um, five yes. or 10 years later. So yep. um, I agree with you that community is super, super important. And talking about that, unless, I mean, is there something else you wanted to add about the writing or the well, editing? Yes. Yeah, so I think... Uh, the writing process was mostly for most chapters I wrote the main part of the chapter and then Mm -hmm. Stefan and Lisa would edit and add and um Stephanie wrote a a couple of the support chapters which I think is another um useful section in the book um and then we, we got to editing so you know, this whole process took way, way, way longer than I imagined. I sort of thought like, oh, write a book. It'll take a year. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. (laughs) It took us a year to edit and copy edit and format the book and all of that. So um, there were a number of other people who helped through the process for free. Um, You know, a number of people from the board. So um, Deanna Ballas, Catherine Green, um, Claire... Oh gosh, I'm re- I'm forgetting people's last names. I feel awful. Um, but they, you know, so Claire was amazing. She did copy editing and went through every single chapter. Mm-hmm. Um, That's the tough others, too. you know, helped with content editing and um, you know less of the technical side. And so it was, you know, it was a really 
it wasn't just me writing the book. You know, I'm kind of the lead author, but I had so much help from other people. And it's yeah. so much appreciated, like all the time that other people gave for free. I mean, you know, it was like karma the, the for help. all the yeah. help you provided, as I said before. So it's kind of full circle, right? Very nice. Yeah. And I think if it was, I mean, I know my feeling after I had recovered, got pregnant, got my kids is like that, you know, without getting to know you, uh, my life would have been completely different. And so I think for all of us and for many of us probably listening to this, they say like, of course, I would gladly, you know, support and help because this has made such a difference in my life. And I don't know where I would be if I hadn't known about these things. Right. So. So that's important. Um, and that's a good segue into, uh, I wanted to read some of the comments that mm -hmm. uh, were placed um, on the Facebook group, right? Um, so uh, some comments say, It's 100% worth the read. Um, the book dives so deep into all aspects, psychological, physiological included. So much more than just eating everything in sight and stopping all movement. I reread it whenever I need a reminder of why and how to work on all aspects of my own recovery. This is uh, Samantha who said this, who put this comment um, on Facebook. Uh, what else we have? best book I ever bought, uh, absolutely worth it. You can't put a price on concrete information and a little kick in the butt to take the plunge. Love this one. Um, somebody says, I would a hundred million percent recommend buying this book. <laughs> um, I read the whole thing in two days. Uh, it was so relevant. Um, My number one reason to buy is that you'll finally feel understood and heard. The testimonials were incredibly hopeful and honest and funny. I literally felt every emotion reading the book, but the overarching one would be determined to beat this thing. Um, this is Erin who placed this comment. Um, Sophie said, cannot recommend it enough. First bought as an ebook six years ago. Two years ago, I bought a hard copy, like a little Bible. And I actually think it contains <laughs> so much education for women, even outside of HA. Joining the group without the book is akin to being half in. So you probably heard of these terms. We call all in, like really deep diving into the process of recovery and half in is kind of maybe putting just one toe in. <laughs> and obviously it doesn't have the same results. I'd like to read just a couple more. So yeah, um, of course. one says, it took me a really long, long time to buy the book because I thought all I needed to know was already answered on the group or on Nico's blog posts or podcasts. I was so wrong, not only because the book dives so deeply into everything HA, but because it was the final push I needed to commit to my own recovery and advocate for my health. Um, yes, I think that's so important. We can stay in denial quite a long time. Yeah. And the book really brings forward all that scientific knowledge and all the experiences of uh, of other people that have gone through the process, which allows also mm -hmm. to soothe, I think, a lot of the anxiety related to recovery for sure. And the other, the other thing I'd like to read is um, the reason I would buy is because you will learn so much and finally have the language to discuss with medical professionals. Yeah. For me, someone with intense anxiety, it is nice to feel like I have control of this instead of it being some mystery I didn't understand. Even when I told my mom, she was so impressed with how much I knew and that I could explain it, the true test of if you understand something. This book and the support of my husband and mom mean everything to me. Um, so, Aww, so yeah. nice. We wanted to spend a bit of time just going over the five different sections of the book. So number one is called Nuts and Bolts. And it's really the core of what is happening when we yes. have HA, right? Yep. This is the part of the book that sort of helps you understand how your behaviors might be contributing to your missing cycle. So we talk about the, you know, the, the food aspect, the body size aspect. Um, as always, I'm going to say you can have HA no matter what your body size. Yes, I mean, every time yes. we mention body size, I say that. Exercise, stress, genetics, how all of those play a role in HA. Mm -hmm. um, diagnosis, um, yep. understanding exactly what's happening in your body and brain and why. Yes. I think most of us have 
heard vaguely of the hypothalamus in mm-hmm. class at some point. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I really had no idea um, that it was such an important kind of control center for so many yep. different hormones and organs. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, um, and then, we talk about HAPCOS, yep. uh, we talk about bone density, the reasons to recover. Um, and so that's yes. really the. The nuts and bolts of HA, which is part why we told one. them that. Absolutely. Yep. Then part two, you go into the actual recovery plan. So what you found through your own research and other research that was out there, um, what actually works. Uh, and I think this is, again, so important. I mean, there's just so much information out there that is just random, in, and it happens in many different topics, right? It's the same if you have PCOS, if you have endometriosis. I think there's there's a ton of information out there. But who do you trust and how do you know what is going to work? And what I love about the book is that it's very clearly explained, like what is going to work and what is really not worth investing your time or effort mm-hmm. in. Right. Um, and the other the other chapters that are in this section are sort of support chapters. So yes. um, it's not just this is what you should do, but it's, you know, how do you think about yourself differently? How do you change other habits to support you in this new lifestyle? The partner chapter is also in this in this section. So um, yeah. that's a chapter that's for partners to read as well as you to read to kind of understand where your partner might be coming from. Totally. And there's a lot of body image advice as well in there, uh, which which I think is definitely a great place to start for anyone who has never thought of what can influence their body image and how they can see their bodies differently, even though their bodies might change. Um, Part three is when it takes more than an oops to get pregnant. (laughs) So it's more the fertility side, like for people that are really actively trying to conceive, which I think a lot of women tend to realize that they don't have a period by the time they actually want to conceive. Yes, because many of us are on birth control until we decide we're ready to get pregnant. And so all of this comes as a bit of a surprise and a shock and... Mm -hmm. um, you know, it can be it can be really hard, and so this this section is, as you say, I mean, there there are chapters that are useful for everybody. Like there's a yeah. chapter on tracking ovulation, um, but mostly it's about all the different possible fertility treatments and when you might use them and why you might use them and how and and all of that. Yeah, it's very detailed, uh, and I think it's great because sometimes you get diagnosed, and then maybe you know you might try to recover naturally and maybe you will need a bit of help and then maybe something else happens or maybe for Mm -hmm. another pregnancy you know from your first to your second to your third pregnancy it might be that you conceive naturally and then maybe you need help and so I think it's great to have this even if you're already out of HA and maybe much further down the line that you Mm -hmm. understand what is the difference between you know injections and oral medication and what is IVF like what's the process IUI IVF like all these words I think (laughs) for me like definitely I didn't know anything about those things and doctors don't usually take the time to explain to you anyway right so um then part four is about what comes next yeah and um so it's not only about what comes next if you just want to keep having your periods uh, or what comes after you were pregnant and postpartum, uh, but you also have a bit on miscarriages. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's also something that most people might not know about the book. Yeah. And then Part there's five. the last section. Yes. For this section, I this was a, um, I felt like one of the things that was missing from the quotes that are earlier in the book is there's just small snippets. Um, mm-hmm. And one of the really cool things about the, the the fertile thoughts board was that you could follow somebody's it, it was archived so you could follow somebody's journey from start to finish and really see like how they were thinking and feeling at the beginning and then in the middle and the end and so I thought that was another really important aspect of yes. sort of helping people to move through this journey themselves so I spent a long time collating the different posts, like I would, I would choose a person whose story fit a particular um, 
bucket. Like I kind of, you know, there's sort of, you know, quote unquote, normal weight HAers and, you know, somebody who thinks they might have HA and PCOS. And, yeah. you know, so I, I sort of found stories that would fit each of those and went through and collated all of the, you know, took pieces of the journey to kind of make it a full story. So the, the back of the book has, I think, 10, 12, 15 different stories, you know, where you can sort of follow someone's journey from start to finish. Yeah, really invaluable to have uh, actually thought of capturing those stories um, and and keeping them. So, hold on, stuff two two more two more. Well, a few more important parts that are actually at yeah. the end of the yeah, book. Yeah, yeah. So there is um, a glossary which has you mm-hmm. know all the terms that you might may or may not know. Um, there is um, some appendices that tell you a little bit more about statistical analysis. Um, there are all the references. So um, when you're looking at the book, if you see a small number next to a word, that's referring to the actual scientific paper and yeah. the, the way to find it is listed in the back of the book. Um, and then there's also an index, which you know you can search for a particular topic and find out what pages it's on in the book. So that's that's the whole 534 pages. <laughs> so much work. It um, makes me dizzy just thinking mm-hmm. about it. But you've done it, which is quite cool. What I want people to know is that there's a chapter really about expanding. So there's mm-hmm. a chapter that really tackles the, this is hard. We know this is hard, that you're going to have to face the fear of weight gain most likely and you're going to have to really go with it and and be all in and do this work not only physically but also mentally and there's a ton of advice in there on how to really get through the steps um there's a specific uh, uh chapter on running towards recovery uh, which was actually with Steph, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. And so I thought this is also very interesting because we have definitely a lot of runners who go into that process and are terrified of having to stop running or not really know when they're going to go back if they stop. And so I think having that kind of firsthand uh, testimonial and what mm-hmm. you can do to really still be a runner, but just make sure that you are a healthy one. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Um, there's um, obviously the whole part about getting pregnant which is so much deeper than just what you can find online or through free groups or that type of stuff Um, and then what comes next you know long-term health Mm -hmm. uh, postpartum miscarriages there's a ton of questions that show up when that happens to you and you're like okay I know what it means to be all in but now what do I do right there's just so much more than what you can find for free online and it's really not a big cost right so uh definitely worth having the book in my mind um and then just to finish i think we wanted to just mention what the future of the book will be uh because you have been working on keeping it up to date so you've Mm -hmm. done another edit right Yes, so I, I published a new edition in 2019, which is not really a new edition. I didn't completely rework the whole thing, but um, I did go through and add a little bit more research. Um, for example, originally in the first edition, I had said that when you're exercising, you should keep your heart rate at 140 beats per minute or less, um, which coming from an ice hockey background where, you know, my heart rate was regularly getting up to 190, I was like, oh, that's min- that's low intensity. And then I got a heart rate tracker of my own and I was like, oh my God, that's like 70, 75% of max intensity. So now I recommend 100 beats per minute. Um, and I think one of the other big changes that I made was, well, in the partner chapter, I changed it from being about husbands to being more inclusive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then also... Uh, took out some terms that are sort of thrown around a lot. So overweight and obese, um, because we find that those terms are not actually helpful. They're more, um, um, I mean, it's it's stigmatizing. Yes. So I, I tried to take out those kinds of terms as much as I could, because as, as I said, my understanding of this whole field has changed so much in the years that I've been doing this work. So that was something that was really important to me. 
And for those of you who are listening and who are not originally English speakers, the book has been translated already. Yes. Yep. So it's already available in Polish. Um, Natalia Mialik contacted me and asked if she could translate and publish. And I was like, sure, go ahead. And so that's available. Um, uh, Florence and I have hired somebody to work on translating into French. So we're on chapter six of that at the moment. Um, I have a group working on translation into German. Um, I have a couple of people working on Spanish. Um, I have somebody working on Dutch. Um, I think Chinese and Romanian, and there may wow. be others, but so we're working, there's a lot of work going on in that aspect to bring the book to a much wider audience. Yeah, because if you can imagine what was available in English, uh, yeah. <laughs> there's even less in Polish, Romanian, German, French. Uh, I, I'm surprised in many ways when I speak to French clients that they haven't even been told what they have. Mm-hmm. So nobody mentions the term HA to them. So they literally leave the doctor's office with a prescription for the pill Mm -hmm. and they're told ah it's no big deal but they don't even know what they have and so I feel so fortunate that I was in an English-speaking country and I could actually Mm -hmm. google my condition because otherwise Mm -hmm. it's so confusing you know so I'm sure it's the same for many of the people that reached out to you and said can we please translate we really need that not only for us, but also to tell our doctors and get the help that we really need and deserve, right? Yeah. So that's really cool. Um, And you're also working uh, on upgrading the Facebook group, right? Yes. So I know it's early days and you're still really in the midst of developing that, um, But I think it's really something to look forward to, because again, as we said, community is so important and feeling like you're not alone in this and other people are literally going through the same as you. And, um, you know, having a group where you have reliable information, Mm -hmm. where you are protected, because that's a big job that you and many volunteers have done for a long time keeping the Facebook group alive, filtering everything, protecting other people from triggering comments. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was really time, I think, to really work on uh, a new community that would maybe be even better than the Facebook group. So something to look forward to. Well, that was a lovely um, episode, just deep diving into the book. Is there something else you wanted to add, Nicola? Um, no, I think that's about it. I think, I think just really encouraging people to get the book because, um, there is so much more in it than just what all in is. I mean, there's so much education around what your menstrual cycle should look like, the hormones that are involved. Um, you know, and then I think as you're saying, some of the, the things that people often don't realize, like the pregnancy chapter, um, postpartum miscarriage, um, long-term recovery chapter um just with some tips for like what happens after you've had your third period um you know and as life goes on if you experience a triggering event how do you you know how do you maybe deal with that outside of going back to controlling food and exercise yeah there's really stuff about perfectionism you know lots of kind of question marks that can really uh, start a reflection I think in people that are in Mm -hmm. the midst of recovery Um, it is really an invaluable tool if you are trying to get your period back Um, tell us again where we can find the book http colon slash slash (laughs) no period dot info slash book Um, or on my website which is www.noperiodnowwhat.com um, and I'm on Instagram and and you have an ebook as well. So for people that are for some reason cannot get the hard copy, there's a possibility to get the ebook, right? Yes. Um, so the ebook is only available through my website because mm-hmm. Amazon, if your book 
costs more than $9.99. They take 65% as a royalty. And I was like, Dang. I'm sorry, I'm not paying you 65% when I spent three and a half years on this and you're <laughs> just hosting the files. <laughs> Um, and you off. can also order the paperback plus ebook through my website. Yes. And if you can do that, that's appreciated because, again, Amazon does not pay great royalties. So um, more of that money ends up going into my pocket instead of the large corporation. So that's also always appreciated. Yeah. And I think, you know, there's there's a lot of giving back also that happens uh, from your side. So, you know kick back a little bit to the authors, people. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, thank you so much, Nicola, for, uh, I love to hear like stories of how it came to, ha to happen and what's going to happen to it. And I love that. I mean, I've always loved books. I was an only mm -hmm. child and my parents were very much into arts and literature. And so I was really encouraged to read from a young age, but I just love books. I just love books. And mm -hmm. I love that they have their own life. I find, you know, you kind of, yeah put your work out in the world and then it grows and it evolves and you know when you edited it again in 2019 I remember you saying hey I really want it to be more health at every size and I want to remove stuff related to the BMI or um, you know make it less pathologizing of people in larger bodies mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. I love that it's just still changing evolving and you know now we're working on different versions for different languages and it's going to evolve again and but that that knowledge is finally going to be spread so that's uh that's amazing and um yeah so any questions or comments you want to um, to to send to us, you can do that uh, through email or through social media. The usual. You you have all the details. This is coming at the end of the podcast. You probably heard it <laughs> fifteen times now, um, and we will um, we will look forward to speak again in two weeks. Sounds good. Bye. Bye. So that was a really cool episode to go through the book and know all the future stuff also that's associated with it. Thank you so much for that. Um, and it's time now for a ritual question. Uh, how are you all in this fortnight, Nicola? <laughs> Um, so I have been working on a new support group, as I think we mentioned earlier in the podcast. Um, just... I've been feeling like Facebook is not my favorite place to be mm -hmm. anymore for, for many reasons. And um, I, I've been thinking about ways in which um, I and others can support those who have HA, who are working on recovery, trying to get pregnant, who are pregnant, wondering about what, you know, what life is like through pregnancy and with a baby and just how to better support everybody. Um, so we're working on a new community outside of Facebook. It's on a platform. Ooh platform called Circle. And um, it's early days, but it's um, it's going really well. And I think it's lovely to have um, different ways of interacting with people. We're going to do some um, live Q&A sessions. Um, it's a place where I feel more comfortable posting some, um, you know, short blog posts about new research that I'm doing. So that's, you know, that's going to be coming. Um, And uh, it's a good way for people to connect more directly with each other. Yes. Um, there's a new, there's going to be a new member directory where you can find people who are close by you physically. And so, you know, often those connections that we make with people um, can turn into lifetime friendships like you and I. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, so there's just so much cool stuff that we can do on a different platform. So that's starting. Uh, we, it's already started, actually. And it's it's been a little bit of a been a little of a struggle because there's a lot of self-doubt that creeps in and sometimes I feel like it, I'm not good enough and it's not perfect and so I can't start but I'm like biting the bullet and Just it's do like it. it's <laughs> not perfect you know I'm not perfect um but here it is so if you go to noperia.info slash support that's the sort of application for the new group um there is a small monthly fee um if you use the code um npnw underscore new uh all capitals that will give you 50% discount for the first month um so oh, nice. come join us check it out and uh, let's see and you know I'm always looking for new ideas so if anyone has ideas about other things that we can add to make it even better that would be awesome so that's my 
thing for the last few months, actually. It's been more than a fortnight I've been working on it. Um, yeah, that so seems I'm, like a lot of work that you've put into that. And I mean, obviously, I had a sneak peek. Uh, because yes, I'm you did. Gonna help you also <laughs> with the with the Q and A's. We'll we'll probably have one specifically on body image uh, once a month or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really much better than the Facebook group um, because it's really like this kind of depository of information. Do you say this depository? Yes. I don't know. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Is this correct English? So where you find all the information, like the n- latest stuff you've worked on or you found out about HA, but it's also just connecting with others, as you said, and it's completely private and secret. And, you know, you don't have this kind of question of like, what's happening if there's, hacking going on or Facebook's Mm -hmm. down or um and I think it's really important that um people really contribute also to the work that you provide in that zone to be honest so Mm -hmm. the contribution is 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 really not that much uh and I think I remember when I was suffering with HA, I was definitely happy to pay that much to, to get some support and to hear about others struggling with the, the same condition as I was. So I'm so proud of you for starting this. I know it has been a long time coming, um, but it's finally here. And I'm glad to hear that, you know, the first ladies who came in uh, as beta testers uh, really enjoyed it. And I'm excited for also the content we're going to create out there that's going to help more people that maybe also couldn't afford private coaching or didn't mm-hmm. feel like they were comfortable going into private coaching. I think it's going to be a great alternative. So well done. That's Thank really you. <laughs> yes. So how have you been all in, Florence? Okay, so I'm all in uh, having a taste of my own medicine this fortnight. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, I have Hashimoto's disease, right? And mm-hmm. so it's a uh, it's, uh, thyroid disorder, which uh, is autoimmune. And so I'm constantly low thyroid. So I take medication for that. And I get followed up every six months with like a blood test. And they test also all sorts of different um, minerals and iron and all of that stuff. Because Mm -hmm. obviously thyroid is uh, is connected to so many different things. And so um, I had been feeling recently that I have gained some weight um, after years literally of staying at the same weight and you know eating whatever I wanted and Mm -hmm. being completely free and moving in a way that was pleasurable for me so it was a bit of a surprise to be honest because I don't feel like I've changed much in my routine um, except obviously we come out of this massive pandemic right Mm -hmm. Um, and so it has been to the point where a lot of my clothes don't fit comfortably. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, it's a trigger. Uh, yeah. As you yep. said, like nobody's perfect. And I feel a little bit like a fraud to say this on our podcast, but I have felt really triggered. I know it can be a trigger to lose weight or gain weight when you have mm-hmm. been suffering from disordered eating or an eating disorder in the past. But it really took me by surprise, this thing. And um, feeling like I had the old, you know, reactions or feelings coming to my mind. And so Mm -hmm. I felt like although I worked so, so hard on the topic of fat phobia and really fighting against weight stigma and recognizing that, you know, our bodies are such a small part of who we are. Well, here I am and I feel a bit confronted to my own inner fat phobia, which is probably still more alive than I want it to be. Um, and you know, I'm just really trying to go through this phase and saying, I'm just going to get bigger clothes and I'm Mm going to let my body be where it needs to be, um, do whatever it needs to do. Is it, you know, aging or hormones or whatever is going on? It really doesn't matter. Uh, I'm just going to keep eating the same way. And Mm -hmm. obviously I'm going to keep moving as well but not in a punishing way or not with the sense of I want to get back into my clothes and stuff yeah see I don't think I don't think you're a fraud at all because I think that it's okay and really normal to have those feelings based on 
everything that's around us, but it's how you deal with them. And I think you're now dealing with them in a very different way than you have in the past. And, you know, I think that that's something that's really important to stress for all our listeners is that, yes, we live in a society where our size is commented on. It's, you know, we're constantly getting messages about what it should be. And so it's really normal to feel... I think triggered if there are changes in your body, but again, it's how you handle it. And I think you're handling it beautifully. So, um, yeah, I, I try. (laughs) It's so weird because like literally, I think it's also, it's so psychological, right? It's really, Uh usually I go to the doctor and now like my weight has been so stable over five years, I would say that I don't even notice it. Like it's roughly always the same. And then now, like, I passed a bit of another threshold in in my weight. And so it was funny because seeing a different number, I was like, oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and, you know, I was thinking, Florence, you've done so much work on this. Like, you know, it really doesn't mean anything. Um, and, you know, it's probably going to be part of growing older and you know Mm -hmm. going through phases like this pandemic which has been really taxing on us i find mothers and women in general everybody so so you know i survived the pandemic with a few more pounds like no big deal um Mm -hmm. but i guess i was just yeah i was a bit taken aback by the fact that my mind was maybe not where i thought it would be (laughs) Mm -hmm. um and so yeah i am all in in getting myself clothes that are comfortable excellent (laughs) (laughs) that's me this week perfect all right well um it was lovely to exchange with you again and uh next week we will have a brilliant guest Uh, on the podcast so stay tuned and uh, don't forget to follow us in order to also get access to the new group which is super exciting and uh, we'll speak soon lovely bye Bye, Nicola all right I hope you enjoyed this episode Um, maybe take a few minutes to reflect on it and how you have been all in this past week It always strikes me how different each person's all-in journey is. As I often say, there are many paths to HA and many paths out of it. Your journey is unique. That is so true. And if you need more support on your journey, you should definitely start with No Period Now What, which you can get at noperiod.info slash book. And Florence and I both work with people on different aspects of period recovery and so much more. So if you'd like more personal advice and attention, you can go to noperiod.info slash appointments to schedule a time to speak with me on fixing the issues underlying your missing periods and figuring out what those issues are. And I'm at beyondbodyimage.com to work with me on the deeper emotional issues and your body image. I also run a French Instagram account, aminore underscore fr. And obviously you can find Nicola at no period now what on Instagram. We also have joined clients, so you can access both our domains of expertise at the same time. If you enjoyed this podcast and found it helpful, please drop us a review to help more people find it. Also join the No Period Now What Recovery Support Group at noperiod.info slash support and let us know how All In is going for you. All In is not just about period recovery, it's about getting your life back. See you in two weeks. You were lost in Babylon, you got lost again. You were lost in Babylon, and I found yourself in then. Take all that you've learned about my love and loss, pleasure and pain. And never get lost, never get lost again.